<laughs> Alright, welcome everyone to Joestar All-Stars, a podcast by four man-faced nerds. For all of you man-faced nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey. And Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, Episode 18, Head to Venice. We do a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure watch-along podcast where we watch each and every episode and thank our fucking lucky stars that it's not episode 17. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, did you not know we lost the audio? We we're reviewing that one again. No, we are not. You can't do that joke doesn't work on me. I could make this joke to y'all. <laughs> Sorry, That would be the lost uh, episode at that point. <laughs> and it will never be found. God. It's just, um, I'm, so, I'm so happy. I'm man so faced? happy. Yeah. You know when baby face grows up? Oh. Okay. Get it? Because <laughs> yeah, he was a baby face, but then he gets oh. bigger, so he's man face. See, I would have come in on four Mazda Miata nerds here because <laughs> we open on Giaccio or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, I don't. I can't pronounce. Tooling it. around in this beautiful red Gen One Miata, and it is almost exactly my first car, and I love it so much. And then he starts breaking it later, and I want to kill him. <laughs> Just because that's your job. <laughs> Was that the car that you wrecked? Uh, my brother wrecked it, actually, with me. Uh, yeah. Which one did you wreck? Uh, I have wrecked a number of cars. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, at some point, Acacia's, you need to stop getting behind a wheel. <laughs> I wrecked Acacia's white Gen 1 Miata. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, okay, so it wasn't your car you wrecked, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, I have point. a medical condition. I'm sorry. Welcome to Jeff Star. I'll Car crash. <laughs> Throw Victor under the bus. <laughs> Throw his cars under the bus. <laughs> Boom. I almost got run over by a semi. It was kind of harrowing. I'm sorry to hear that. God, you know what? The last two accidents I've been in were with you. <laughs> okay, that was some like, like neither was our bad fault. juju fuck shit. All right, <laughs> but now that I think about it, literally the last two times I've been in car accidents have been with you. <laughs> I, like in separate years, doing the same trip. Yes. <laughs> Are you a Joe Star? <laughs> I haven't seen your neck recently. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not there. I have seen his neck recently. <laughs> Remind me not to get into a vehicle with you. <laughs> maybe I won't. Maybe I won't go to DC with you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's the time it happens every time. Yeah, anyway, you, you just decide to t- make a trip, a road trip, and it's just the first thing that happens is you get rear-ended both times. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So this episode starts with us on. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name. The the. the Metallica. Clown. <laughs> no, that's his stand's name. M- Malone? No. The, bo- the, the the leader of... Um, Risotto. Risotto. Thank you, Tim. God, I was... Yeah, with the black eyes. Yeah. yeah, Risotto being super fucking creepy over this guy's shoulder. Clown jester. Yeah. It's like, use this computer to reconstruct what this bird photo looked like. <laughs> you know, like computers can do. Yeah, yeah like computers can yeah, do. They definitely had this technology in uh, 2001 or whatever. <laughs> We definitely don't have this technology today. Yup. Use <laughs> this 1990s gateway PC. Enhance <laughs> beige brick. <laughs> and take a burned photo and recreate it from you nothing. 
<laughs> with one eye and one hand. <laughs> I don't think Araki knows how computers work. He doesn't know how people work either. Like, there are a lot of things Araki just is bewilderingly ignorant of. Like, I mean, I'm more more convinced he's just um, Mikitaka was a self insert. <laughs> it was it was never Rohan. We all thought it was Rohan. It was not. No, Araki's an alien. <laughs> I thought it was just that he's a centuries old vampire, so he's just not keeping up with modern technology. Centuries old alien vampire. Oh man. Uh huh. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Always good. Always fun. Uh, If you had to guess right now, Victor, what do you think Risotto's stand does? You know, based off, like, we haven't seen it yet, so it could literally be anything. Oh, yeah, it could literally be anything, but the, the few things we've gotten are, like,. Nails in this guy's hand out of nowhere. Like uh-huh. he, he doesn't even make a motion and just nails appear in this guy's hand. So uh-huh. uh, his stand is um, uh, it shoots electricity. That's what I'm going with. Okay, good All guess. Right. Good guess. <laughs> no, that was Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut back to the thrilling stand fight of the century here. Yeah, as um, a piranha emerges from this stand. It is shocking that this stand fight only gets more stupid Absurd? and more bullshit. Like that's, <laughs> it, doesn't make... <laughs> it doesn't even try. I, I cannot make this fight make sense. Like, nothing that follows here. Like, Jordo just does things he doesn't do. And I'm not saying that he can't do. I'm saying, like, he goes, and then I just did that. And I'm like, we had... You, no, you didn't. We watched you. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's full on, like, two kids having an imaginary play fight. Like, well, but exactly actually, what, what I did is. was I pulled the motorcycle. Yeah. You what? <laughs> for, for a Nani? fight that's already been over last episode, it goes on for way too long. It really does. I do not understand what the fuck what the point was here. I like we already have we already have journal leveling up. We already have the fatal wound to baby phase. Why is this going on longer? No, Why would... we gotta see him grow up, become man face? No, <laughs> we need more uh, fucking the next villain. Are you sure? Yes, I want the show to be about him now. <laughs> Look, we have we we need a Rocky to slip in some more poo. First, so we get some turtle poo on Babyface's face. There's so much turtle shit in this season. I don't understand, Rocky. <laughs> how that, that's two times? You... Yeah, Why? How, how often do turtles shit? I I haven't I seen know. the turtle eat anything. <laughs> that hamburger, I guess. I, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, presumably Trish shat in the closet, so yeah, the we, shit had to go somewhere. <laughs> oh. We already explained where it's getting nutrients. Yeah. No. Uh. God, like, what upsets me is that this could be a good fight. I like the idea of fucking weirdo Malone being like, Dimolto, as he's sort of being the operator or ground control for his remote control stand. That's not a thing we've seen. That could be fun. Yeah, there's aspects of this I like, like <laughs> him uh, trying to control his stand, but the stand's just going apeshit now. Yeah. Araki poisons it on one end, which we're not going to talk about, and then also poisons it by making it a bad fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a it's just a bad fight. There is literally no part of this that is enjoyable, novel, interesting. Like I, nothing, not a single bit. It, it really does feel like a a really bad battle tendency fight. 
Like, Battle Tendency never got this bad. Like, oh, yeah, I attached a bunch of grenades to to your jacket. I I felt that that was believable to a point. It was fun. It was fun, at least, yeah. That hand I reattached was actually the motorcycle. Excuse me, what? Uh, Yeah, excuse me. How did you hit the motorcycle, then? How did you get the hand inside of him? Uh, There's so many questions. There's no answers. He tried to assimilate the hand. When the hand hit him, he tried to assimilate the hand. But then it turned into a motorcycle, which also shouldn't hurt him. Because he can assimilate, (laughs) like, he can move through solid matter. Yeah, but it's a liquid matter. That that's matters. He wasn't ready for it to expand. Look, it's all dumb. I don't want to talk about this anymore. There's another half of this episode that I would much rather get to. Nothing happens on that half either. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know I'm right. I, I do, but I don't want to believe that. <laughs> so man face explodes oh because there was gas in the in the yeah there's the gas gasoline and then the, the spark plug is going plug. off for some goddamn reason <laughs> well that's what happens when you punch a motorcycle and the, it. The, none of this makes any like <laughs> this is a rocky pissed on a piece of paper and then just like read the tea leaves in it and <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> you mean read the pea leaves? He'll pay the bills. God damn it. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Is this what we've come to? All right, we've been here. We've been rolling around in the trash. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part about this is after after Babyface is dead on the ground, like uh, Golden Experience goes in to beat the shit out of him some more, and we learn that for some reason when this stand dies, its body stays around for no reason. Its body is made of other things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like Trish and Bruno just emerging from the furniture. Oh, yeah. I love the effects on it. I love, like, the purple squares that they have to, like, assimilate from. It looks real good. Again, no understanding I have of Babyface allows him to make them into furniture. But here we are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, you, you can't. You can't try to understand this fucking garbage stand fight. You know what? I'm just going to skip ahead to where Malone dies just so we don't have to talk about him anymore. Okay, yeah, we'll come back to what happens in between, sure. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I'm mixing it up. Hang on, people. <laughs> Buckle up. All right, so Malone gets to his next stop because he was on the train. Yeah. And he wants to bitch on the cell phone to Giaccio. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Giaccio. Yeah. Gotcha. Giaccio. Do you want. All right, do we want to come up with, Angry a, with, boy. A, with a fake name for him? Like the uh, gummu gummu no fruit or something. Plastic hair boy. Something like that. Uh, white album. Anyway. Yeah, sure. The, the cryo so, cryo fruit. <laughs> Giorno has taken a piece of baby face, turned it into a venomous snake, and unleashed it into the world where it caught up to a train and no, bit no, Malone. No, no, no. no. He, <sighs> they left that at the next station. Because Jorno had the information that Malone was on the train somehow. Okay, I guess that follows. Because I, I guess sure. 
I mean, Why I don't can't know. he turn the, the stand into a snake? The way it read is that he turned part of the remaining part of his stand into a snake and then went back and because bit it, him. Because whenever... Yeah, why, isn't it, why isn't it a brick? It's on fire. <laughs> why, why isn't it going for the woman? Because it's part Maloney. It's not. None of it is Maloney. Uh, it's go- Maybe it's going for the laptop. Maybe it's going for the laptop. There you go. Uh, so um, it bites Malone and then explodes. <laughs> because it, because not only is poisoning not enough for Malone, it needs to explode on top of him too. So we I, get we get to it biting him right on the tongue, which uh, feels like a scene out of Snakes on a Plane, and I don't think actually. I is. think it is actually Maybe. no, no. That's the one where he bites him on the dick. Yeah, yeah, we get a snake biting somebody on the dick. I don't think we get a snake biting the tongue. But... I went and looked this up. Turns out, both are scenes of the movie. And all it is is screaming, so I can't even cut the audio in, because it's terrible. Anyway, here's my snakes on a train joke, I guess. But it was off the you train. You did it. You fucking did yeah, it. Yeah, we did you it. You got there. Um, it was off the train. <laughs> it was at least a foot away from the train. Wow, we gotta pick this up, y'all. This is terrible. This episode <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> it, it does. This is one of the worst episodes in a while, but it is a breath of fresh air after the last episode. Like, sorry, I will take this a million times over the last episode. Like, yes, but... If this is just boring, incomprehensible stand fights, which... So let's you get... You know what? Let's get to Gacho. All right, you know what? Um, What's our music reference this time? Oh fuck! Uh, Are we doing that right now? Uh, sure. It's a uh, okay. So yeah. it's Vanilla Ice. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it can, <laughs> liar. It can be if you want it to be. I've already oh! done Vanilla Ice. What? Oh, oh, oh. remember oh. Vanilla Ice? Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, this one's special. You're gonna like this one, Victor. It's the White Freaking Album. Freaking you! Oh, we're doing Freaking You today? Yeah. You didn't yeah! want to do the White Album. We already did the Beatles. Remember? Yeah, yeah I think I, mean, I, I could do. I could do the. The white look, the Beatles. I could do probably twelve interstitials on and not be done. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Maybe it shows up later in the list. Ooh. Oh. Oh, but we're doing freaking you. Let's, oh, let's freaking you, Larry. Let's <laughs> get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wake up feeling so horny. <laughs> yeah, Joe, to see we ain't. What must I say, what must I do, to show how much I think about freaking you, the top 20 hit by Jodeci from 1995. Tonight you won't be sorry, because tonight you got a JoJo's Bizarre Western Music reference about exactly that, our ending theme for the first half of Golden Wind. Coming into this interstitial, I thought it would actually be a fairly small project, but it turns out Jodeci has one of the coolest origin stories I have ever read. The group is four members, comprising two pairs of brothers who both grew up in separate touring gospel groups. 
One half of the quartet is Donald and Dalvin DeGreat, better known by their stage names Devante Swing and Mr. Dalvin. The other half is Cedric and Joel Haley, better known by their stage names Casey and Jojo. A real actual Jojo! Freakin' you was the only choice all along! The four of them were introduced to each other in the late 80s by one of the Haley's girlfriends, who was from yet another gospel group, and they hit it off rather quickly. They decided to collaborate on launching their own adult musical careers, and all got a place together. The name of their group, by the way, is a portmanteau of their names. Joe from Jojo, De from DeGreat, and C from KC. Jodeci. They landed their record deal the way you only ever see in movies. In 1990, they made a bunch of demos, drove up to New York, looked up the address of Uptown Records in a phone book because they didn't actually know where it was, and basically beat down the doors until the receptionist finally let them in to see A&R without an appointment. The first guy to deal with them basically blew them off. Dalvin said in an interview later that he actually fell asleep while listening to the tapes, and the group had to wake his ass back up. When he tried to dismiss them, the four of them refused to leave and started singing in the office to try to convince him. This got overheard by one person who went and told another person who then went and grabbed Andre Harrell, the founder and president of the label. After listening to a couple of songs, he took the boys out to dinner and they had a record deal the very same night. Like this seriously sounds made up, but it is the actual historical record straight from the mouths of multiple people who were there. And it gets even better. The four of them had spent basically every dime they had making the tapes and then getting from North Carolina to New York City. But Andre Harrell had a spare apartment in the Bronx Projects, so he put them up there. And he assigned a young up-and-coming A&R rep to handle their image and promotion. One Sean Combs, the future Puff Daddy himself. He helped transform the formal gospel choir kids into bad boys, and by the time their debut album Forever My Lady came out in 1991, they had acquired the swagger and edge to match their sultry lyrics and sound. Devante had written and produced all the songs, but it was Diddy's guidance that really gave the group its identity, which they took and ran with once they finally figured it out. That first album would eventually be certified multi-platinum. And despite some disagreements with the label hampering promotion, their second album, Diary of a Mad Band, would also sell in the multi-millions after its release in 1993. And in 1995, their third album, The Show, The After Party, The Hotel, would make it three platinums in a row. The first single off of it was Freakin' You, which, for my money, is their best song, mostly because of how much it skips all the extra and gets straight to the point. You want a sex jam? This is a sex jam. After that third album, Jodeci announced a hiatus that would end up lasting 20 years, finally ended by the release of their fourth and thus far final album in 2015. During the gap, KC and Jojo released five albums as a duo, and even hit the top of the charts with the song All My Life. Mr. Dalvin released one solo album in 2000, and has apparently shelved multiple follow-up efforts. Devante continued writing and producing for other artists, including his brother, and KC and Jojo, plus other big names like Usher, Tupac, Mariah Carey, and Aerosmith? Okay. And you know what? That's all well and good. Good for them. But you know what we're about here at Joe Star All-Stars. Horny on Main.
<laughs> yeah, Victor. Every time I do a JoJo podcast, I wake up feeling so horny. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want a JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> I want a JoJo. <laughs> now I now I know we are we are so dumb. <laughs> Now I know Wade. Off of them sugar cream. No! <laughs> no! Should be on the cutting room floor, Joey. <laughs> now all we do is torture each other on this podcast. You know this works. A little all bit. All right, so we're going to cut backward a little bit to check your showing up. I love that like, they follow up on the scene of everyone in the parking lot. Like, where the fuck is my car? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Why did they make them frogs? It should have been <laughs> birds. Birds makes more fucking sense. No, frogs. Uh, frogs. I agree it's with frogs. because can't make anything other than frogs. It's my specialty. Cubes, evidently. Don't, ma- don't ask me to do not frogs. I do frogs. <laughs> can, can he... Like, so, conservation of mass doesn't appear to be a thing. How small can he make these? Can he make, like, ants? Ooh, then the like pieces of cars would just appear underground. No, no about... ants, Joey. Only frogs. <laughs> bacteria. Could he turn something into a bacteria small? He would be way better than uh, fucking Little Feet at assassinating people. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> he, could, he could just feed them food that turns into cars. <laughs> it's just strictly better. <sighs> what like okay? What if he turns it into like a queen ant and then it lays eggs? Do all the other oh. ants become cars? <laughs> oh no! I don't want to think about him creating life that gives life that turns into cars. That turns. Oh into no! Cars. Is that how how Disney Pixar's cars happened? Oh no! Yeah, it's just golden experience. It's the apocalyptic future if golden experience <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I'm just imagining the pranks that Jorno could pull if he were like oh, Joseph <laughs> like just, ha Caesar that's not a girl that was a car I turned into a woman with my stand look we're upset about the Molto boy over here but Jorno could just start impregnating people with cars and that's not okay Oh, I don't like that sentence. Yeah, impregnating Grant. people with cars. It's like, I know it's a fetish, but you didn't have to say it. Shout <laughs> <laughs> like, out to all those car impregnus- uh, impregnation fetishists out there. One dragon and one car, just like God <laughs> intended. <laughs> just like God intended. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got, uh, we've got Gacho in a. In a nice car, beautiful car, mm-hmm. like cars an antique by this point, and he gets very, very angry over something that he's too stupid to understand. Yeah, he just does that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, he never stops. Most relatable. Like, so relatable. It's a real yeah, shame really this isn't a Fugo episode. <laughs> yeah, they would make a nice pair. You would think. <laughs> Fugo seems reasonable by comparison to this guy. <laughs> like he Doesn't... just starts punching the car over. To, like he's like, "What does it mean to take a leaf out of someone's book? A leaf is another name for a piece of paper." You motherfucker! What is wrong with you? Uh, Why are you punching the car? Why are you so angry about this? You know, You're fucking a, moron. This fair. character would have been a great foil to Fugo if we had used Fugo in the stand fight <laughs> coming up. Yeah, actually, to be fair, but know, instead, yeah. the. 
uh, it was hell or high water was the thing that he said before, and he was trying to explain that, and that makes less sense, so, like, it was better. I mean, idioms are a strange and mysterious concept that apparently are <laughs> well over Giacchio's ab- ability to comprehend. <laughs> I mean, like, at least he didn't say something like, between the devil and the deep blue sea, like, dear God... It's an idiom. It's fine. We all know, like, there are about 800 uncle stories about how the, well, actually, brass balls were, (laughs) brass monkeys held cannonballs together on a ship. And I'm sure mostly unverified nonsense that if I looked up right now. Yep. It's just, just that kid who's mad at, uh, anyway. So, um, road trip time. They got new car. Yeah. (laughs) Jorno's driving for some reason. The 15 year old drives. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's probably it the only one without a driver's license. It was his job. He's a really yeah, good was, driver. Yeah. yeah. Is he? Yeah. Um, I think we missed the part where they're inside the turtle learning about what they need to do. Oh, right. They, I mean, they get a message on the computer where... <laughs> they're like, you have a Bakio use his power at the specific corner of the turtle. And this then we is see... really cool. This is really cool. So, like, it's a message left in the past by a person, uh, like, talking into, like, into an empty room, and it's being played back to them. So cool. I It's very cool. fucking love this use of Abakio's power. Yes. It's, it's a great use of his power. all the like this? Because this uh, is, like... <laughs> that, if like, Abakio had died at this point, uh, they would have been SOL. I, the boss is sending them emails to go somewhere to use their stand to retrieve a message. Like this doesn't hold together very well, but it's really fun. That's that's it's encryption really cool. right there. Who else could get this message? Right. I, like anyone with well, a computer, apparently. Well, see, they don't <laughs> no, intercept the message. No, we can intercept this message from the the previous capo that we had met. Because now, like uh, Abakio's uh, stand turns into the the that short old capo and he starts t- uh, telling them where they need to go. Yeah. They yeah. need or, to go to this or, one place in Venice and, per- and go to this lion statue. Get a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. And then That's he, it. and then he eats a gun. He's like, my job here <laughs> is done. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I hate this so much. <laughs> Shoots himself in such a way that his corpse flies out of the turtle. Because immediately, no, <laughs> it, immediately, I was like, Okay, so when they got here, how does the turtle key work? Yeah, I have hey, no idea. Why was if it there... you die in the turtle, you die in real life? <laughs> I, I I I thought it was something maybe to do with the key because they didn't because I guess he had the key at this point. Uh, but but so where was his body outside in the, the fountain? <laughs> <laughs> Did well, they clean the squad? La Squadra clearly found it. Oh, wait. That was that scene from forever ago. Remember when we got, uh, like, five seconds of risotto at the end of an episode? Oh, right. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that. He found a burnt piece of paper. Ah, okay. That, there we go. That scene where we're like, what what is this scene? Why is it here? It's five seconds post-credits? It doesn't, we don't even see a face. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Boy, that was poorly done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh is real fucking angry when he gets a call from Risotto who's got the goods. They they did it. 
They reconstructed the burned fucking photo from ashes. <laughs> so Pericolo yep. died for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I... In fact, if he had um... still been alive, they probably wouldn't have recovered the ashes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Freeze is just inexplicably angry this entire uh, phone conversation, too. Yeah, he's just he just yells bad. all the time. It's real, real Bakugo like over here. <laughs> oh, actually, Trish... yeah. Can Trish see Moody Blues? Yeah, uh, at this yes, point, I think, I think I, she can. Yeah, at yeah. this point, we've determined that she can. Could humans see Moody Blues? No. No. So he can only impersonate two stand users. I mean, no. That's nobody else idea, is I worthwhile. Think. Yeah, you're right. No one else is real. <laughs> if you're not a stand user, I don't want to fuck. Oh, is this our first like glimpse of the boss? Yes, we got a good like uh, Trish from the opening. Like the boss isn't alone in his room with like glory of sculptures, and then goes and sits down in the corner wearing this large fucking cloak shit he, lo- he looks like he trish looks like he's naked underneath yeah he looks yeah. like he looks like trish from the opening yeah he, he knows yeah, and he's just like just in a like little huddled up in a corner why why is he like this i don't know <laughs> there, there, there's chairs around please take a seat I'm not sure a single decision Meraki makes the rest of the season makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And now that I've said that out loud, I'm really starting to think about it, and I kind of think it's true. (laughs) Uh, Hey, anyway, we get get the the mid-card, and it's like my favorite thing, which is an Iraqi map. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Look how far we've come. They started at Naples, and they... They take this long, circuitous route to Capri, and then they do this trip to Pompeii, and you get to see all of the stuff they get and all of the modes of transportation they use. Yeah. <laughs> Man, not since the Halcyon days of Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> uh, Lagoon 2 there. <laughs> <laughs> the urinal treasure. <laughs> so, uh, Pucciarati decides that... <laughs> Mista well, correctly decides that Mista needs a chaperone for this mission. <laughs> <laughs> Sends the youngest member of the crew. Of course. Yes. I mean, well, he's the driver. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. they send another person? Uh, well, who would they have sent? Fugo? No. I don't know. Like, I, uh, uh, <laughs> We don't want Fugo to use his stand power. How about the person <laughs> who can detect people's breath? Excuse me? Yeah, that The person who is well suited to scouting? Yeah, but then Naracha just wouldn't. God, they're so they're driving down this the bridge to infinity that is full of no cars to Venice. I'm like, there's only one way on or off the island, and nobody drives on it. <laughs> there's nobody here, and Jorno starts swerving. <laughs> and, and and Mista is like, don't you know how to fucking drive? And he's like, no, no. I'm 15. I don't have a driver's license. You fucking liar. I hate you, Jorno. <laughs> I, I can't see. The windows keep fogging up. These two are, uh, again, not alarmed enough quickly enough. <laughs> they, don't have, that, they don't have that stand sense yet where, like, any weird thing is a stand where it should be. Every single time it should be. Yeah, Mista should have shot the car several times before they got in. <laughs> For good Just measure. to be sure. 
Yeah, so the, the walls, like, the, the, the windows are just fogging up for seemingly no reason. Oh. And as Jorno swerves for no reason, uh, Mista, like, smashes his head into the side of the the window. Ooh. And then he can't, he can't move it. Uh, and I, I hate this scene. I hate this scene so much where he was, like, rubbing the, the window with his hand and, like, it just come like comes away and he's like what's that on the window and his finger was <laughs> left there yeah oh <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like a christmas story but way way worse or dumb and dumber yeah i hate <laughs> this this is awful so and by awful i mean it's very effective I, I did forget like this is where mrs backstory is in the manga what what <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh boy <laughs> Uh, it's, it's something. It's, it's a weird pacing, but, uh, I like this fight. I like this fight a lot. It's really, I I kind of like it. This first half's fine. Like, uh, Araki has no idea what, like, how cold works. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but does anybody really know how cold works? I know enough to make that making an ice rope out of a car exhaust doesn't make any sense, but we'll get to that. But then I thought back to battle tendency and ice school rope, and I'm like, yeah, I can accept this. You're right. Sorry, he was just using him on. But then you went back to phantom blood, and Dio was just able to make his blood this cold. So like, okay, Any, yeah, everything okay. that happens uh, from White Album and in this episode and the next episode, I just had to keep asking myself, sure, why not? <laughs> and then I and I just somehow convinced myself I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't go. think you need to. I think this is the appropriate amount of fun. I mean, this is it's, fun. It's at least he's like got, you know, like this slow ice power, and he's not just fucking Ice Man over here. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know it's probably not gonna last at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Jacko is somehow, somehow gotten on top of the car. Sure. I don't know when he got there, how he got there. Was... He's frozen there in a block of ice and he's freezing these two to death. Neat. And it seems to be going very well. <laughs> yeah. what, like, what a good assassin power. <laughs> these two were immediately helpless. It's like, yeah. Uh, Lisa, uh, the car. <laughs> Finally decides to shoot some bullets up into the roof. And they just get uh, and lodged in the ice armor. <laughs> yep. But that was just a thick layer of ice around this boy. <laughs> but that allows Giacho to fucking just pour in the terrible fucking snow into their car, which is Giorno great. Giorno hits us with some science facts that are a massive misunderstanding of how wind chill works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. stop the car. The brakes are frozen. What? I mean, that's a thing, I that's guess. Thing. But shouldn't then also the the wheels just, be frozen? Like, I, I, <laughs> like what world? Is, just take your foot off the accelerator, Jordan. <laughs> for, for a 15-year-old, he is doing a good job of, of calculating windshield factor while driving. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Like, oh, so now you're a math whiz now. Where the fuck were you when uh, Fugo was trying to teach uh, our boy Naranja some math? All right. A car is heading towards Venice at 40 miles per hour. Sorry, (laughs) 60 kilometers per hour. Uh If the wind is blowing off the sea (laughs) at negative 20 degrees, how cold is the inside of the car? (laughs) It's fucking cold. It's fucking cold. Uh, It's cold enough that... uh, 
like you get a good color uh, shift. Mister can can't even move his arm anymore, so that's why he can't reload quickly. It's because he can't drop his neck down and have all the bullets fall out of his hat into his gun. <laughs> Which is the most efficient way of reloading. The, yeah, it's the only. It's really the only way to do so. <laughs> Anytime he has to do it without doing that, he fails. <sighs> I I really love Jacko frozen to the top of the scar. <laughs> He's very good. Yeah. He is bent over in a ridiculous pose, frozen in a block of ice. <laughs> I hate the way this boy looks, and that's kind of his charm. Like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of works for me. He's hideous. Everything, He's er, hideous. Everything about him is just up my alley. I love this villain. He's such a good villain. <laughs> his uh, anger, his shit-inning grin, his uh, uh, hair that looks like a plastic helmet welded to his head. Yep. It's great. <laughs> it, it's a look. <laughs> Gotta hate this guy's teeth. <laughs> I love his teeth. God, he just shows so much teeth. <laughs> And so he takes a break from freezing these two to death to sit up and get into a contemplative pose. Somehow the ice is just <laughs> moving around with them. And he's like, you know, everyone else calls Paris, Paris, but it's really Paris. Then what? And he, like, why, why do they call it Venice and not Venetia? <laughs> he's this so is, mad about this. This is really a, fucking... uh, something that is angering only if he's fluent in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> so again, <laughs> he, he really he really gets bent out of shape over this. We, we I like more evidence that Rohan <laughs> just, just deleted it, the- just deleted Italian from the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird how everyone in Italy just started speaking Japanese one day. <laughs> Maybe he's the only one who remembers. that's why he's so upset because the idioms don't make any sense and nobody else seems to understand this it's like no this doesn't work in in italian it only works in japanese but but we're in italy where they call it venetia (laughs) this is my new headcanon he's just losing his mind because he's the only one who realizes that rohan has somehow wiped a language from the planet (laughs) just by writing in one boy's brain Book. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Rohan came Look. up with it. Suck it. I can still read Italian. It just comes out in Japanese when I say it. <laughs> Why is no one else upset about this? <laughs> Nobody else um, remembers. So... Mista asks, like, Jorno, why don't you do something with your power? And Jorno's like, oh, I can't because the, the things can't exist in this temperature. Penguins? I, like, but I, I was able to works. pick up these bullets for you. <laughs> and then Mista's like, wait, if I shoot the bullets, the bullets will generate heat. And then something, and then the heat can create life. It's a, it's a good team-up power. Golden experience. Picks up the bullets to give them to Mista. Mista fires the bullets and shouts golden experience. Yes! No, I love so, it. Man. That is actually good. And then like vines grow out from uh, the bullets that are lodged into the ice, shattering it and sending the stand user off of the car. This is scientifically sound. Yes. This is cool. And now they're completely safe from the stand user, right? And it immediately goes back to an acceptable temperature. (laughs) This man falls from a moving vehicle multiple times and it's just fine. He was like, he was covered nice. It's fine. No, that's not how this works. You (laughs) still get like brain damage. (laughs) Like, 
the like, point you, is, your your joints can't take this. <laughs> like, there's a he reason reinforced like, it with ice. It's fine. Oh yeah, my bad. You're right. Why didn't I think of that? Ice, the safest of crash <laughs> materials. <laughs> Why don't they just um, make the whole plane out of the ice thing, Grant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ice plane. Anyways, this man is not out for the count because he um sprouts speed skates. Uh, he has nope. he has an Iron Man version of his stand. Yeah, he turns into an Olympic speed skater. What? I like wearable stands. I this love, is a cool. Thing. I love this is pretty stands. good. Yeah, he he creates a, a a stand suit out of ice and and he makes uh speed skates and starts sprinting after them. Oh, it's so and good. He is going really fast. <laughs> I just. Keeping up with a car. You know what? I'm going to look up. How fast can Olympic speed skaters go? Oh, How is it time for some podcast Googling? Podcast Googling. Podcast Googling. What you Googling today? <laughs> you know he's catching up because Jonah's going to the goddamn speed limit. <laughs> like an ass. Well, I don't want to get pulled over. I don't have my license. All right. This will be fun. Everyone get. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Grant. <laughs> I'm the uh, 30 miles per hour. Grant, it's him. 25. Victor? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 30. You're going to just copy Grant? He said 40. You said 30. I said 30. What? You said 30. You copied. I him. said 30. Oh. Well, fuck you then. I'll go with forty. Okay. That sounds completely unrealistic to me, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Should have gone with thirty, Victor. Thirty-one was the answer. Grant. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! All I right. Gone with, I should have gone with thirty point one. So yeah, this is completely unrealistic. Jordan, go goddamn faster, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> um. Mista starts shooting at him because that's what he does. And this armor blocks everything because it's like absolute zero in armor. I love the way this looks. Absolute zero armor that just stops anything from getting through. Didn't we say gun beats stand? Uh, We did, but uh, the stand beats gun, apparently. Yeah, sorry. This is the most powerful gun stand we're going to encounter, Victor. It doesn't beat better gun stand. <laughs> I'm not joking. What? <laughs> so uh, he catch, catches up to the moving car. These two are just like not dealing with the problem. I'm sorry. Act, my bad. Mista does deal with the problem by putting yeah. bullets under his ice skates. That's hilarious. I hope you share a hot, this. passionate kiss with the road. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm willing to accept a lot of things that Mister does with his stand, but this is a little out there. No, <laughs> it's cool <laughs> because they just kind of like they fly over on the bullets and then kind of carry the bullets around <laughs> and put it under his skates. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, great, great. He, whatever. He fired the bullets forward, so they're going the same speed as the car. Sure, what? yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. 
No. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't actually work. The guy goes flying, but he freezes the the moisture coming out of the exhaust pipe of the car into a sheet of ice that he grabs on. We're not going to talk about when he actually get like gets taken out by these bullets on his skates. He gets the most gruesome faceplant I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, he eats shit. <laughs> like full scorpions and then just tumbles like gets the like the worst road rash i've ever seen like <laughs> like he should have every ligament in his legs broken like just ripped apart like, yeah his face should be completely destroyed <laughs> that does look real bad but he has ice armor on yeah like the, the blood flies out of the ice armor <laughs> it's not it's not made for keeping the blood in it's for keeping the bullets out. <laughs> I I do like that he's like a Terminator kind of person with this. This is kind of cool. Yes, it's, it's a cool fight. Dragging his way back to the car Ooh. again does not make sense. This is not how like any part of anything works. But here we go. He's in the car now, <laughs> and he just yeah. climbs in through the trunk because it's open for some reason. He pops the trunk. Mistev reloads with his his hat again, and it works perfectly every time. Love it. This how do you o- how do you only keep six bullets from com- from coming out? Uh, He's very good at this. There are, He's real good. There are presumably more than six bullets up there. Are they stacked in an order up there, like going all the way? Yeah, back? no. Did, no, the six pistols arranges them neatly for him every so often. Are they like hair curlers up there. Yeah, something like that. I'm just trying to imagine this. Like, does it, when he shakes his head, does it jingle? <laughs> Look, it's a patent pending design. Like, it's a pet, Ooh, it's a special patent. helmet for it. Hat yeah, reloader. It, it's, yeah, I can't tell you how it actually works. It's a trade secret. Ah, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm imagining one of those straw, the hats with the two beers and the big straw, only they're yeah. like ribbons of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Just get one of the sex pistols to have a minigun up top. It'd be great. <laughs> Just have Giorno turn a minigun into a frog and just like feed the bullets from the frog to another frog that's no. also the gun. Like it's just that's too many frogs, Grant. I don't like Russian nesting frogs, Grant. God. Don't, don't like. <laughs> so Goldenwind can't crack this armor, but don't worry, Giorno's got this. Hold on to your hats. She just takes the car as off he, the road. As he just, I, got, I got an idea, Mista. I'm taking us into the drink. <laughs> what? I, I love, I love Mista's face of like, you know, ice is directly related to water. Hey, it takes more energy to freeze ice than. What? It's got a higher specific heat than air. Yeah, that's that's how freezing air works. Uh, no, the point is that, that the water will absorb. It has a lot of heat stored in it. Yeah. Right? It's got a very high specific. So then it, it just contributes to. Look, it take... whoever <laughs> built this guardrail needs to be, like, <laughs> put in jail. Uh, because it's speed. a guardrail on a bridge. It, sh- it is supposed to be designed to keep you from falling into the water below. <laughs> to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, I have driven into a guardrail at 65 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. And the guardrail looked fine. All right? <laughs> yeah, but those Italian guardrails, they're not made up to code. <sighs> the, the, the mob took over and like really just 
embezzled the money. Like the the guardrails just made out of paper mache. We have to put a we have to make a new one every single time it rains. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Victor, how did you like the episode? This is a bad episode. <laughs> yeah. This is a real bad episode, and even coming off the worst episode, it still is bad. <laughs> yeah, like, but it, it feels way better, though. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's just, you couldn't shine this turret enough. Like, I, <laughs> I kind of like the second half of the episode. The first half is really bad. It's okay. It drags on too long in this car chase sequence that makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, I mean, like, everything about it makes no sense. The setup, like, why is it Jess Giorno and Mista going to Venice? Like, the, the how did he get on top of the car? No, <laughs> like, I do not know. It's because we haven't got the uh, interaction of just Mista and, and Giorno together, right? Haven't we? Yeah, we did. That was that was when? Mista's first fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And that is the only one who... No, yeah, he's the only one who's really paired with Mista. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like counting Bukarati, like cleaning up after Mista's failure. <laughs> no, that was a good tandem fight. Uh, look, you have to like this episode because Malone is dead. We <laughs> yeah, got, okay, we, got go. we we got more risotto. Uh huh. Who we love. Yeah, we do love risotto. He's the best. Every, the everybody best loves risotto. Uh, we introduced one of my favorite villains of this arc. Uh, Gyacho. like this is one of my top okay. Bakugo, top Bakugo, yeah, okay. top top fights of the season, I think. Uh, I, this one uh, isn't strong. The second half is really good. Uh, I must say, I do uh, really I like, like, I do really like Sex Pistols kicking bullets to other Sex Pistols to put them on the skates. Like oh, so satisfying. It's <laughs> just the alley oop to themselves, like. Yeah, anytime uh, one of the little boys uh, kicks a bullet to another boy and he kicks it, <laughs> ten. it gets me going. It's 10 out of 10. I'm like, time. oh, I'm proud, of, I'm proud of our little sons. So <laughs> I I like this episode and I'm excited for our next episode. Okay, I will accept that. I agree. So where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalinus. That's Los underscore Grantalinus. Uh, you can find me, Tim, at Big Lizam, where I'll be posting... Uh, I don't know. I So I posted one of these manga panels of like a weird Happy New Year card with Trish and uh, Giorno, but Giorno, Giorno's legs are behind Trish and he's wrapped around to hug the front of her. Uh, yeah, it looked real weird. It, it's I, like oh, he's his face is buried in his titties. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like he's a baby like attached to the front of her, but then he has his full <laughs> legs just like just hanging out there. So <laughs> I'll, put, arms. I'll post weird. that. Weird. <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at tf waffleman and find the podcast on twitter at joestar all stars get your episodes in the usual places uh spotify itunes apple podcast pandora joestar all stars dot fireside dot fm and if you want to contact the podcast feel free to send something to joestar all stars at gmail.com uh you can visit us on the official unofficial discord server set up by dune and if you like us leave a five-star review you know like subscribe something along those lines we appreciate it we love to get in front of more people we generally enjoy doing this. I hope you all enjoy <laughs> Look, it. I love doing this with y'all. I do even, too. Last even, episode was a even, even last episode. Even the bad episodes. As long as I'm spending time with y'all, it's a fun time. Yeah, you know what? Aww. You're right. And fun hanging out with each other, not Malone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? 
I, I'm looking forward to rewatching the next episode. I think it's one of the stupidest things, but it might be fun. <laughs> I don't know. This is one of those episodes where, uh, so I I think it was like a a quote from like, do you know JoJo? Of no, it wasn't. Do you, uh, JoJo in a nutshell of like. Uh, all of the stand fights are made up by Iraqi reading Snapple caps. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what this one feels like. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> reading Snapple caps? Like, what, give me an example. I don't have a Snapple on me. Like, random uh, random facts that you like. This, Just gotcha. This, this hawk can fly at thousands of miles per hour. And then Pet Shop existed. It's like he's taking Pokedex entries at face value and then turning them into stamp fights, not realizing that they are both fiction and wrong in fiction. <laughs> yeah, Charizard can make fire that's you know twelve hundred degrees. The or whatever. wind is now that negative two hundred right. degrees Celsius. <laughs> Pidgeot can dive at it's a seven hundred miles an hour. Like we get temperatures approaching zero kelvins. <laughs> yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, sure, whatever. Driftblim takes your the souls of children away to the other world. <laughs> all right, thank you all for watching. This is just just our all star sighting for all of you man based nerds out there. God damn it! Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye. This is a real actual ad that I, I got on Twitter. And it's like I I in case get code what for you of, a lot of fun of ads for obviously terrible softcore porn games. Yeah, yeah. But this has gotta be the most brazen I have ever seen. Oh, <laughs> this is yeah. a game for Joey. It oh, says yeah. Isekai. Yeah. Demon Isekai demon waifu. waifu. Oh boy. Like yeah. the ad image even just cuts off the girl's face to show <laughs> them big old giant Bodon Hongaros. Oh, some <laughs> dig old bitties. Gift code wet for you. <laughs> well, it's that. funny because she's a I slime girl. Fucking believe my eyes when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, I think I've been, I, I think I've been given that ad, and I was just like, nope. Oh my god, <laughs> keep going. Has Joan shown y'all that one phone game 